0: I'm fortunate among most nurses as I do get a full hour lunch break every day, working an outpatient. I, I, I'm not in the hospitals anymore. And that and the fact that I can kind of go to the bathroom anytime I want. Most nurses, you know, uh, working the floors, we, we don't get that. people are you know, we have to hold our, hold our bladders for eight, 12 hours a day mm. and you know go hungry or, or shove our mouthful of food between you know, running for medications or emptying this catheter bag and and those kind of things. Um, So today it's mostly, it's a lot of med management, meeting with patients and uh, giving antipsychotic injections. That's pretty much most of my day.
1: Welcome to Health Stories, interviews inside the healthcare system. I'm Dr. Nicole Deffenbaum, a clinical communication specialist. And we'd like to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in as we reach the end of our series. We have been going for almost a year now, and in June, uh, we will be coming to a close. And we'd like to thank you for joining us during this time and for being with us today, as I um, am pleased and excited to have Mark Patrol. Who is an RN and he is on the podcast, he is an outpatient RN and he has been nursing for four years and he does health education groups. So welcome to the podcast Mark. Thank you. Excellent. So the question I had asked was uh, tell us a little bit about the day in the life of being a nurse and um, so I, it's really great to have you on the podcast, we've only had one other nurse on the show um, because there is uh, definitely a need for nurses. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, but tell us why you wanted to be a nurse. Um,
0: sure. I, I, I remember, um, I, I did have a lot of friends and some family members in the profession. Um, but the, what started, I, I remember having to take care of a, a family friend, a friend of my father's, just, he, he wasn't really happy with his home health nurses, gave him a hard time um he, he was he had liver failure and and a lot of problems um and he was on his way out and uh i i would go there stay with him kind of make sure he didn't bully the the nurses too bad um and then just something you know made me think i could i could, I could do this you know i could you know the old cliche to help people um
1: yeah and you used what did you do before you were a nurse Didn't, weren't you you were in funeral or uh you were working to yeah uh, i went yes
0: i went i went to mortuary school, mortuary school. Yeah. okay
1: so you went from mortuary school to to becoming a nurse
0: yeah I, t- I took a break in there i don't think i was i wasn't quite ready for college and things like that so mm-hmm. kind of uh went off and Tried a little bit of everything until I found what I was really happy with, and um, you know now I look forward to it every day. I I have a job where I don't uh, I can't say I don't take it home with me all the time, but um, you know I I look forward to it every day. I I get up and um, you know you you never know what you you never know what you're gonna walk into every day, um, you know especially. Especially the hospital jobs, um, I I left more because of the uh, the corporate mindset of healthcare these days. I I just didn't you know I wasn't happy with that. I didn't want to be a part of that. Um, I got an in, into it to to care for patients, not to uh, care about patient satisfaction and mm. you know. Which seems to be the focus, you know, these days. On, on I, I, I I I don't like to even call them healthcare uh, companies. It's more like you know health health profit companies. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we reduce people to numbers more than you know people with needs and family members that 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 need our care.
1: And it's and it's such a good thing that you wanted to go into nursing because there is such a. A need and a shortage of nurses. Just looking up some statistics, that um, it's the American Nurse Association said that there are more jobs between 2018 and 2022 in nursing than in any other profession, and that there's over a million nurses still needed. So, I'm thinking of all the people who are listening, who may be thinking like you are, like I want to change careers, or I'm just not quite sure what I want to do, but I want to help people, and you didn't want to work in the corporate system anymore, mm-hmm. and. Here you are.
0: There, there's and there is. There's something out there for everybody um, that you could do with a nursing degree. Um, you know, if uh, uh, you know computers are your thing, there's you know need for nurses in, in those fields with the informatics and um, you know if you like working with children, people with mental disabilities. Um, you know, there's something out there for for everybody. Um, and and it, we're not all, you know, we're not all with in, in scrubs and wearing stethoscopes every day. Um, you know, I go into a regular uh, the clinic I work at. We have several practitioners there, therapists, day programs. Um, you know, we see people outpatient. I, I, I monitor. Uh, a number of patients on a, a medication, clozaril, an antipsychotic, that needs some some monitoring of their lab work and things like that. They need a little more attention than our regular our regular patients. Um, and I give uh, you know the antipsychotic injections. Um, these days we have some injectable medications for uh, mostly like schizophrenic patients that last. A month, you know, rather than taking a daily oral pill, um, which is good because some of these people have a problem with medication compliance and, you know, taking a pill every day. They don't have the, you know, the wherewithal to do it for themselves or the support structure to, for somebody to, you know, care for them to help them do that every day. Um, so that's kind of where it's different. It, for me in the outpatient setting, um, I, I'm still trying to make sure patients. Taking his medications, doing what he's supposed to be doing. Although I, I'm, you know, they're not in a, in a in a hospital bed, and I'm checking on them and giving them meds every, you know, every four hours or what be it. Um, I, I, I'm on the phone. I almost work it, it... in in my setting, uh, you know, as as the outpatient nurse in a psychiatric <laughs> clinic. I uh, you, you're almost a case manager. You're a nurse. You're like their own personal pharmacist. You play all these different roles, you Mm -hmm. know, um, and you never know what they're going to come up with. Uh, I I was giving, uh, I was giving tax advice the other day to a patient who called up. You know,
1: they—they
0: almost—I mean, our Mm patients—they almost look at us like we're we're the only support a lot of them have. Um, So Mm -hmm. we're almost like their family. So they'll call us because they, you know, they, they, they. can't get a taxi to come to their appointments you know it's up to us to try to get them there Um, things like that
1: there's so much of a need for um not just the the sort of clinical healthcare side that we think of but the the needs for everything you know for their housing for getting the food they need for transportation that i think we take for granted and for our listeners, I hope you're enjoying all of the noises. We've got a fans going and dogs barking where we are, so sort of a background music. But um, tell, tell me what uh, it's like and um, in regards to what you're doing that you had envisioned before you went into nursing and the things that you're kind of surprised that you're doing that you had not anticipated going into nursing.
0: I think... Uh... The, the biggest surprise for me, especially going through school, because nursing school—it's—it's it's, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's not, obviously not impossible by any stretch of the imagination, but it's—it's it's difficult. You have really got to dedicate, you know, the, the the time into studying. But I, I kind of thought we would need to remember a whole lot more. You know, you, you gotta—you gotta know. You know, you're going to nursing school. They're throwing everything at you, and. Um,
1: the fire hose, the open fire hose. Exactly. I heard that yeah, with you're, you're um, to, med school.
0: Yeah, Yeah, the drinking from the fire hose. They, yeah. You, you know, and, and and that's their job. They they prepare you to get out there and to, to be under pressure, and they and they teach mm-hmm. you it. You know, they teach you that well. But um, once I got out there in the field, got a job, and and you start deciding where you want to be, what you want to specialize in. You know, you you. You start focusing in on that, and it, it, uh, it, it, like I said, there's so many different areas of nursing that, that you could get involved in. Um,
1: and, and did ha- you focus in mental health? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to try-
0: Uh Well, I, yeah, the last, um, for about three years now, I've been focusing on the mental health. Um, you know, I did my time in the hospital uh, in the mid surge. Uh, in orthopedics actually which and I enjoyed that too i, I liked uh, especially in orthopedics, we had a lot of elective surgeries, hip replacements, knee replacements, and things like that so you get it was a relatively short stay uh for the patients, but you would see them go from you know this knee that's always you know it's always killing them they can't get around too well on their hip or whatnot and see them recover and get really happy in a couple of days, you know so it, it, it's sometimes it's rare in nursing to see somebody progressing. A lot mm-hmm. of times, it, you know, it's it's the opposite, and it takes it takes a special person to, to you know to do that. I I think nursing is one of those things that's really a calling. I I couldn't really put my finger on why I wanted to become one or what made me you know decide that. It's just like I. I, I can't think of a moment where I actually thought like mm, maybe I should maybe I should try nursing out. You know, it just kind of happened. Mm.
1: I want to transition to the medication side. So you you do health education groups and classes, and you work with individuals in terms of medication management. Can you tell us some some stories that sort of stand out for you of what what that's like?
0: Um, I, I've. I was fascinated to learn how little some people know about just their own bodies in general and how they work. Um, in giving these health education classes, I, I just thought I don't know if people don't like they. I was always fascinated that that people are they expect. A magic pill solution to the problems in mental health, especially. I mean, me- mental health is much different than, than you know, other types of health care. You know, you break a leg, you have a heart problem, you do this, you do that, you know, you, you could expect improvement sometimes almost immediately. You know, high blood pressure, take a pill, blood pressure is fixed. Mental health, we have to we basically have to go by what the patient is telling us they see things or they feel depressed or anxious hearing voices and things we don't know there's no way to measure if these things are actually happening or not or to what extent but a lot a lot of, a lot of patients seem to think there's gonna be a pill that takes the depression away takes the anxiety away and they don't focus on other things in their life that they do, uh, you know, their diet, the amount of exercise, the sleep, caffeine, um, d- just their lifestyle in general. They, they don't, uh, I, as, as a nurse, I, I try to help people see how a lifestyle change can affect them just as much, if not more, than, than just medication alone. Uh, example I, I had a patient that would come in with uh, four or five literally four or five of those monster energy drinks mm. in, a, in a plastic bag every day oh um I think I was I was giving uh, two hour two hour classes every, you know, twice two or three times a week something like that he would come in every day Um uh, and he all-
1: drink four or five in that two hour span
0: well throughout the whole day oh, he, this was day. a par- oh. partial uh, it was a partial hospitalization so he was there it was like a day program oh. and um so throughout the day, you know, he'd eat that, um, it, it, or drink those, and, uh, you know, eat donuts from Dunkin' Donuts and things like that, but then complain, he's not getting any sleep, he, he's anxious all the time, he's jittery, he's jumping. And I'd say, you know, you could try to not drink these things, well, that's not it. That, that's not what does it. I, I hear that more than anything all the time, oh, you know, just... It's not that, or, or, or that doesn't work. That medication doesn't work. Or, you know, that's not gonna. That's not gonna do it. But this this patient, then by the way, a few days later was uh, we had him on a on a gurney getting into the ambulance for he was having heart palpitations, sweating. He was having a you know, heck of a time. Uh, sent him off to the hospital. Didn't change anything. You know, you, it, it's it, it's difficult. You're not gonna change those kind of habits uh, overnight.
1: Right, because you can't really, like you said, you can't necessarily change overnight. Um, Tell me a little bit more about um, the practice, because before we did the interview, you were telling me a little bit about sort of the area that you work in and the demographics and and what some of the needs are, and maybe talk a little bit about um, what you provide the population.
0: Oh, sure. Um, We work in, we, we, it's a much um, lower-end socioeconomic, type of area there's a lot of people that just don't uh, limited education um, many many of them on you know disability they don't they don't own you know houses or anything they're living in halfway homes group homes things like this um, and uh, like I said before we started I, I I kind of look at one one of the keys to um, Helping somebody with with mental illness, it, it, it's, it tends to be their support structure and what they have available to them that helps them get better. Um, uh, you see sometimes people who are suffering from depression, but they're not doing it alone. They have family support. Um, they have uh, uh, just better healthcare available to them. Um, the ability to get, to you know, physically to, to, to get to to, to, to health care a lot of our patients don't you know there's shared ride programs you know taxi slips bus slips we, we, we it's difficult for us to sometimes just get our patients to us and to get there to follow up you know compliance with following up for appointments um, it's a large part of it and our, our um, we have a lot of case workers case managers that help these patients you know it's a big part of, of, of healthcare also is um, you know those type of people that, that are, are uh, running the, the group homes working at the group homes transporting patients um, just you know taking them taking them picking up their medicine for them um, mm-hmm. filling pill boxes for them so they could take the proper medication at the proper time um,
1: it sounds like it's challenging for for them and and sort of added layer for your clinic that you work at right to be able to meet all of the needs and I think we take healthcare access and insurance, and and we take that for granted.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a there's definitely a great need for it. Um, I know we 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 have uh, several doctors and um, nurse practitioners at our facility, and we just can't fill the need. Yeah. We have, I mean, we literally have lines out the door mm. sometimes, just um, and in which presents another problem we don't we don't have a lot of time to give to each person it, it's, it's difficult to give the, the proper care to a person when you, you only have 15 minutes to, to mm-hmm. see them hear everything um, and, and, and all I mean a lot of our people are they they're there every month every two weeks we see the same people um, but it's difficult I, I know right now we have the problem with just doing intakes and getting um, intakes in a timely manner from you know they're discharged from a, a mental hospital and it, it could be a few weeks until they're able to get in and see the doctor and it's just too long for some people. Yeah.
1: What's the most rewarding aspect of working in this clinic with that population?
0: Um, you do get to see you, you do get to see improvement in, in, in the change in people's lives that you do make even even with the littlest things, I, I'll have patients or, or a family member thanking me over just something small I did uh, um, fixing a problem with you know, the wrong medication was at the pharmacy, or you know, a medication wasn't uh, called in properly, or something like that. And they just you know, I it, it's difficult to get on. Uh, to help anybody immediately. Uh, there's just so many, we just have so many people to take care of and as, you know, a nurse in, in any part of healthcare, you know, you, you have to prioritize. Most important, uh, you know, more, most important thing gets done first and um, when you have you know, 50, 60 uh, calls lined up for you and you're trying to get through them, at, you know, by the end of the day, it's, it's difficult, um, but, uh, People are grateful for it, and, and and some people actually realize how, how much how much work you know you have to do, how busy we are uh, at the clinic. It 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 adds kind of a different layer, though, when you're dealing with people with mental health issues, and they also, uh, you know, have an entitlement. They want to be seen right now. They want things done right now. You know, they're the only person on the planet. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of that. You know, so and 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 then imagine having. A waiting room full of <laughs> people like that. So it's it's challenging, but um, but no, it is it is rewarding. I uh, I had a patient come up not too long ago that we hospitalized involuntarily. We hospitalized her, and um, a couple of weeks later, she grabbed me and just said, "She said, you know, you guys saved my life. You know, just thank you. I just want to let you know that, and I'm, you know, I'm doing better." You could tell she gained weight. She she was in there for depression and suicidal, you know, ideations and things, and um, got her into the hospital, straightened out. And you know, and, and some people they're you know they're 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 thankful for that. Like I said, they, she didn't have uh, the support structure to, to to have somebody to to help her out, to take her you know, take her to a doctor, to take her you know. Yeah, that falls on us sometimes. We're are we're, we're the only ones. I mean, I call. We call uh, just based on a phone call. Uh, um, I'll end up calling our our crisis unit at the hospital. They'll do a home checks, kind of a a wellness check. If if we think something's just not right with one of our you know one of our patients, they don't sound right on the phone. You, you just get a feeling sometime that they're you know they might they might harm themselves or something. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to be on top of.
1: With the story of the woman who thanked you, I can imagine though from having spoken with other nurses in the past that it can be a very thankless job. And I wanna sort of transition to our last segment of the podcast and ask you, um, what advice would you give for um, people that navigate through our healthcare system and when they uh, encounter a nurse? So thinking about, um, first we'll start with patients, so people who are listening the next time you encounter a nurse, what are some things that you have appreciated, and some things that you wish people would have done?
0: I, I I would say just think about think about what what you're asking a nurse for, and and how important it really is before being demanding mm. about that cup of ice cream or a visitor's lunch tray. Think that you know the room next to you, you know somebody's grandmother had a stroke and you have to go in there and take care of her and you know the next person up the hallway just had his hand amputated and you have to change the dressing and you're being yelled at you know for an ice cream cup and it happens it happens all the time um the, the, just uh just think before you hit that buzzer okay because i mean any nurse most of you know we we you go running you know you, you see those buzzers and, and you expect something important you know but it's like it's like crying a wolf too you know mm-hmm. you, you, you people do get it it, it, it gets tiresome when, when you have uh, people calling for the nurse constantly 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 and a small percentage of that is something that's actually important um,
1: you had even said in the beginning how you were grateful that you had an hour lunch because you don't always get time to go to the bathroom or eat or
0: yeah um and 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 honestly it's it's rare it is rare that I still sit down for for an entire hour lunch because uh, the, the every ever the, the doctors always need you a patient always needs you you know um, that's the one thing you know you're a nurse you just don't learn learn to eat fast learn to gobble down your food and learn how to how to hold it in for a while,
1: hmm. um, and like you said, for us, be aware of that, and and when we are calling a nurse and asking for something, sure
0: thing, absolutely, and and and, and on the other end of it, um, don't hesitate if you think something is wrong, because some people, you know, it's the opposite; they don't tell you something, and then it's, you know, it's it's a bigger problem than that that we could have caught, so.
1: Well, and I think about how, um, and I've heard this many times in the past, having worked with uh, nurses and nurse residency programs and, and done presentations and training with them, you know, the nurses are usually the first ones that the patients will go to because there's often, they're, they're, they're more often than a, provi- a clinician might be, or a physician, I should say. Sure. And so you're sort of the front line.
0: Yeah, know, definitely. So. Um, yeah, that, I, I, I remember... Uh Reading somewhere how it's you know, one of the one of the most uh, like trusted professions or mm-hmm. something like that, and you yeah. do you'll get patients and families. They'll tell you things you know. They're, you, you, it's almost like a confessional sometime. Like and you'll be surprised uh, of the things that people will tell you. And it is you know it, that's confidential stuff. You know you, you're always safe <laughs> as, as you know you're not telling us. So you're gonna you know harm yourself or anybody else i don't care what you did 20 years ago you know you feel the need to uh you know get something off your chest that's they surprise you a lot some of your patients you you laugh with them you cry with them you cry with their families i mean it, it's we're not uh you know we're not all nurse ratchet you know we we, we <laughs> it, it, there's so many times where i think of uh know working in med surge, where there are other nurses that I was working with whose family member was the next floor down or something Mm -hmm. like that they're going through something or or a family member just came into the ER Um, and uh, you know they will stick out their shift and put their problems aside to help you know somebody else's family member or um, somebody who's being obnoxious and demanding Mm -hmm. you know Um, yeah. there's a lot of nurses out there that 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 have uh you know like the patients of Job. Much more patients than I do even some of them. Yeah, I, I uh yeah, the hospital's tough. Uh, I, I, I I give it to all those all those nurses out there that, that are doing, you know, the twelve hour shifts.
1: Shout out to the twelve-hour shift nurse, huh?
0: Definitely. Shout out to every nurse. I don't care if you're in there doing a two-hour shift. <laughs> I mean, everybody—it's—it's it, it's hard, but it is fun, and you—you kind of get that connection. Um, you know, I've—I've I, been all different places, and you, you know, you're sitting at the, you're at, you're out having a drink, or you're, you know, at an event, and you know, over here somebody's a nurse, so you'll see them, uh, you know, see somebody in the scrubs late at night at the at the drugstore or something like that. You just have a you know a quick chat you know you kind of share that together
1: i i do have to ask this one question because we're we're nearing the end um you're a male nurse and what is that like um being a a male nurse and and sort of combining this with the advice um, to other clinicians do you do you feel stereotyped at all do you get any sort of different treatment because you're a male nurse which is considered sort of um, against the stereotype that most nurses are female.
0: I, I, it, it th- there is a lot more males in, in, in the industry now. When I went to school, um, nursing school, it, it was, it was about close to half, I'd say. Oh, and of cool. all ages. There, there were several guys, uh, coming in second or third careers, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, one of, a uh, good friend of mine, who I graduated, he's, he's a, uh, a hospice nurse now, but, um, he, he was in his fifties, um, you know, that's the interesting thing about the school is, too, it's all walks of life, you know. Right out of high school, people working on a second degree, second job, mothers, fathers, um, people that were uh, police officers, military people, you know, it, it's, and also, like like I said before, people that are going in all different directions, too. Um, but as being a male nurse, I think a lot of times, especially in psych, you, you, you seem to find a lot more male nurses. I think in psych, I, I think a lot of people. I know in our clinic, they they uh, some of the female practitioners who they, they like knowing that there's you know more males around mm-hmm. them sometimes because you do get you know you do have people uh, having anger outbursts and things like that. and It does get kind of tense and everything. Not not saying that there's not. You know, any females, that couldn't hold their own against some of them. But um, sometimes the presence there helps to uh, uh, defuse the situation a little bit, a little bit easier. Um, and and also just the physical part of it. Having you know the male nurses, I i every time it's time to move a, a large patient or move them from a bed or something like that, they you know, they grabbing all the guys off the floor. You'd be surprised some of, some of these little girls that could. They could they could throw some of the biggest patients around no problem on that on, on a bed
1: we are at the end any final words of wisdom that you have for our listeners either who are interested in going into nursing or who may encounter a nurse mm. in the future
0: i i would say especially for younger people i one of i i always wished looking back now that right out of right out of school right out of high school i would have got into got involved in nursing. I think about the experiences and the knowledge and things I would have accumulated now um, if I would have started a long, a long time ago. Um, but it's, it, it's great. You could pick up and go anywhere in the country and, and, and get a job in, a, in any, any field of nursing, pretty much. Thank a nurse. I think, uh, I think Nurse Week is coming up in Nurse light. Appreciation Week. I think it's in May them. or something yeah. like that. Just let them know. You appreciate what they're doing.
1: Well, let me be the first to thank you for the work that you do, and thank you for being on the podcast, Mark. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you being here. Okay. Again, you can like us on Facebook at Health Stories Podcast. We're on Twitter at Stories Health, and there's a blog, Nicole Deffenbaugh, dot com slash blog. We are in our last final five episodes, so there'll be five more after this. And then uh, we will be done with our series. So if you are interested in being on the show, please contact us. And if you have any comments, please let us know. This is Nicole Deffenbaugh with House Stories.